Welcome to episode 17 of the Think Wildlife podcast. Today we have Nandan Nand, a professor of economics at Jamia Millia University of New Delhi. He has a particular interest in ecological economics. Uh, my first question is, what, what is ecological economics and why is it important? Right. So, uh, ecological economics has a history. And this history is not a structured history. So... Uh, it's important to understand that uh, it's sister, I'd say, a sister like uh, environmental economics. Environmental economics, many people have heard about it, but not so much about ecological economics. And in fact, in many where I hear this question about what's the difference between ecological economics and environmental economics, it is important to understand that ecological economics prioritizes A scale question. A scale question is that nature imposes certain limits. So the economic system has to function within its limits, within those limits. In fact, the three things that it foregrounds in the order, first is scale, second is allocation, and only after that efficiency. In contrast to that, Environmental economics, because it is after all uh, uh, offshoot or it, it is within the uh, dominant discipline of neoclassical economics, it foregrounds efficiency. So it's like this, that uh, think of uh, an example of a famous example that is given by one of the toyants of ecological economics, Herman Daly, is that imagine that efficiency, the notion of efficiency is one way or the other can think of a balance. So you can think that, think of a ship and uh, the owner of the ship is putting weights or the manager of the ship is putting weights on both the sides so as to maintain the balance of the ship in question. So having a balanced weight on the ship is efficient. But Daly argues that beyond the point, irrespective of the balancing, the ship will sink in case there is too much of weight. So that is precisely the scale question. So once the scale is reached, only after that one should allocate and then one should pursue efficiency. For the environmental economics, however, it prioritizes the efficiency question. And in fact, the questions of efficiency was foregrounded over and above allocation. So it is typical for environmental economists or, or neoclassical economists to pose a trade-off between efficiency and equity. Equity is all about allocation. So there are things which are efficient but may not be allocated. The allocation question may not be answered. So those matters are prioritized than anything else. And as you know, that the market is supposed to be an institution which is supposed to result in efficiency. Therefore, neoclassical economics will pursue markets, functioning of markets, and so on and so forth. Ecological economics, on the other hand, they will not pay so much of attention to the markets because there are clear limitations in the market. So they will rather pose, rather look at the questions of rights and rights has to do with allocation and so on and so forth. One more question I had was, what are some ways that teachers evaluated a corner market? This is a contentious question uh, because valuation as a value follows from valuation follows from value system. So think about it, that uh, 
say uh, 1997 uh, this is a classic paper by one of the ecological economists is uh, his name is robert kosanza so a team of uh, economists led by economist and ecologists led by robert kosanza has produced a published a paper in nature uh, the paper has been i think by cited by more than 20000 people so what it did was to find out the value of ecosystem services now you ask this question value of nature and i answered the question in terms of value of ecosystem services there is a big difference between the two ecosystem services by its very nature it is anthropocentric it looks at also the instrumental values and that to instrumental values which are valued by humans rather than anybody else so only when humans because you are using the lens of humans so whatever humans value that is coming out of nature that will be valued so your value system limits itself only to such ecological services or the services provided by ecosystem called ecosystem functions from which certain ecosystem services but only if it provides certain value to the humans not otherwise now the kosasan paper was a problematic paper 20 years later they published another rejoinder to the paper that what went wrong and all that but the fact of the matter remains that national accounting system on the basis of which the value of an ecosystem or economic system is measured the gdp the rate of growth story and growth mania and so on and so forth it does not account cannot account for by structure cannot account for anything which doesn't follow the double entry bookkeeping system which means what provided that the part of the nature that you want to value must be owned by somebody so if it is not owned which means that even if you assign a value it cannot be received by somebody so therefore the simple answer to your question is that value of nature is can be considered be it monetary terms or otherwise provided that the property rights are clearly defined if it is not it won't be so in this realm in the last few years there has been a discussion or even developments in the area of what is called payment for ecosystem services it's like this that uh, farmers in say uk found that orchards or apple orchard owners found that bees are missing without bees pollination cannot happen and therefore the apple business is going to suffer so what they can do is that they can pay local beekeepers for producing bees and in return they will pay say 10 euro no 10 pounds beekeepers because of this 10 euro or 10 pounds they will be benefited simply because of the fact that otherwise nobody had been paying the paying for the bees now you might ask this question why the orchard owners is going to pay the beekeepers because orchard orchard owners found out that having those bees is going to give them a profit of maybe 100 100 pounds so it makes sense to give up 10 pounds in order to get 100 pounds so 90 pounds will be an additional profit for the orchard owners why this has happened because bees have been killed 
or their population could not be reproduced precisely because of use of chemicals that Rachel Carson in Silent Spring spoke about it 50 years ago. So in short, value of, there are possibilities through which value of different ecosystem services, in this particular case, these political services can be addressed by the market, but this has other problems, but this is something which I, I may not, uh, at this moment, let it be that way that there are ways in which ecosystem services or nature services can be done by the market. Similar line from ecosystem services. So there's been a big focus on involving local communities in conservation and climate change mitigation. Why don't you talk about some ways where uh, local communities can benefit both financially and in terms of other f- uh, social factors from conservation uh, projects? And why is it important to involve the local communities? It's a very important question, especially in the context of India. Now, one must understand that the property rights system, or you call it property regime, is different in India than in, say, OECD countries. In India, property rights are not clearly defined always. Uh, there's a difference between de facto and de jure. It's like a forest can be a state forest, but villagers or villagers or people who are residing close to the forest has access to the forest without owning it. So the ownership rights and the access rights and the use rights, they are may not be always in sync with each other in India. That is one of the reasons for which the success of the clean development mechanism or REDD plus is different in India than in other countries. Now, let me explain to you why I say this. There are many decades from, for which, uh, in, especially in the pre-independence as well as the post-independence era, when the state, Indian state, thought that it would be possible to preserve nature, conserve nature, protect nature by guns and guards. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. So one of the watershed moments in India's history, so far as forest management is concerned, is Joint Forest Management, 1989. Now the question is, how come some of the Joint Forest Management practices or those matters have been successful, while most are not? The reason is that there was hardly an incentive on the part of the village forest committee, that is who is at a local level, to decide which species are to be planted, how the how the benefits obtained from the management of the forest by the village forest committee, how those benefits will be given to the villagers and so on and so forth. The simple point is that if I don't have an incentive, why should I care, right? So, so therefore, uh, we have been uh, thinking about, or rather, we have we have a forest rights act, two thousand five, which is supposed to be given certain rights to the forest dwellers. Now, unfortunately, if we look at it. 2005 and today is 2022, 15 years past. Not more than three or four states have actually recorded those rights. The reason is something which is not difficult to fathom, but for the, for the sake of uh, limiting myself, I would say it is to do with understanding whether a forest is to be kept for the sake of forest, like forest as a forest without any use. It's like a, like a, um, like a museum, you like a heritage, you just, you just remove it from human vicinity. Like a national park, like Yellowstone National Park came up for that. So you preserve it, you preserve a forest for the sake of forest, right? Intrinsic value. Or you want to use the forest for the purposes of giving benefits to the people, the local people 
or the people who are close to the forest who has lived with the forest for centuries and they know how to manage it and so on and so forth and that is like conserving the forest or using the forest for conservation purposes so i call it development for conservation rather than development versus conservation the first first root is that well i would like to keep my forest as it is because i think this is something which i must keep it so the whole notion of pristine forest and these are very very western in nature uh, like pristine forest like uh, i'm sure you must have read amitabh ghosh the nutmeg scars that how uh, european settlers in U- us they actually wanted to wanted to change the terrain they call it, he called the term terraforma they wanted to reproduce the european nature in U- us and therefore they decimated people they decimated wildlife and so on and so forth so the idea is that i have to have a notion of a forest and that that for a notion of a forest if it is pristine forest nobody will touch it and so on and so forth no human beings will touch it then you are preserving and unfortunately in india keeping in mind the population density keeping in mind the intertwining of nature and people it is just impossible to keep forest in the way that a national park or yellowstone national park would allow you to it is absolutely important to make people the local population uh being a party to any of these conservation measures in fact i'm sure you are aware of the fact that today only madhav gadgil or yesterday madhav gadgil make a statement uh on the western ghat ecology expert uh, western ghat the conservation of western ghats uh, ecology so i'm sure you remember that uh, there was two committee reports one was headed by mahesh uh, madhav gadgil the other was headed by kasmidangan both famous scientists so madhav gadgil's report wanted or recommended a clear involvement of the local population in fact local population has been given a kind of a trump in deciding whether an area is to be conserved or preserved on the other hand the kasurudangan committee's report was more top down so they decided they projected that we will decide on the basis of what you call scientific evidence on objective criteria and so on and so forth unfortunately none of the committee's recommendation has been proved or has been implemented on the ground because of stiff opposition but the fact of the matter remains that in indian indian political discourse on nature or environment there are instances in which it has been recognized that people's participation is necessary for conservation of nature how is ecological economics perceived in india it's a good question actually so the, let me give you an anecdote and anecdote is to do with uh, uh, society for ecological economics so there are professional society for ecological economics so in if you look at europe europe or even you look at uh, us you will find that there exists american or european society for ecological economics likewise us society for ecological economics parallelly you will find there exist american association for environment and resource economics european association for environment and resource economics in india you will find only indian society for ecological economics you won't won't find a parallel environment and resource economics so the point is that when at the beginning when the inc started i served as a secretary of inc and uh, i have uh, more than uh, i have more than just a secretary of so for as my association with inc is concerned so i asked this question that how come when the, to the people who started in c 
that how come in india we don't have environmental resource economics but only ecological economic society so their answer is that follows that uh, uh, it is better to remain uh, it's better to not to make this divide in this is that between a neoclassical economics environmental economics and heterodox economics based ecological economics because that essentially dilutes or rather that will make two societies it's not going to work and therefore we wanted to have an ecological economics within which environment economics will be subsumed but well it's a different matter that uh, as a result of it in india not many people makes a makes this difference or can understand the difference between environment economics is not same as ecological economics for the reasons i told you at the beginning first question that there are clear fundamental differences between the two now so far as the so far as uh, uh, popularizing ecological economics concern well i was at the school of advanced studies there uh, earlier before me uh, julian francois garber who is at iss hague now who started a course on ecological economics which i continue teaching uh you can look at terisas website to find out what the course contains at ambedkar university i offered delhi i offered one course on aspects of ecological economics in 2014 i am uh, in fact in ambedkar university in school of human ecology there is a course called ecological and environmental economics because these are not an economics program and therefore so ecological and environmental should talk together azim premji university there are you faculty who are offered courses on ecological economics i'm sure there are many many other universities where ecological economics even been offered but not by the name ecological economics now i must tell you that the indian society for ecological economics about 5 years ago started a journal it's an open access journal it's called ecology economics society the inc journal it is now a scopus index it is there is no author processing charges it is peer reviewed because without peer review you cannot get scopus registration so we have created this space especially for young researchers who are working in this in that interface of ecology economics society that's what ecological economics is all about so it looks at ecological economics looked at the entire systems ecological systems economic system social system as the following way as three concentric circles the smallest circle is the economic system this is the circle which is beyond that economic system it for social systems so economic system is within the social system and the social system is within the ecological system now they what they how they look at it is that economic systems needs resources from the ecological system obviously inputs it needs say firewood to sand whatever you call it it needs so who in the economic system is going to get what from the ecological system is de- is de- decided by the social system by the social is actually social plus political so these concentric circles concentric circles captures the how the ecological system looks at that connection between economic system social system and ecological system on the other hand the environmental economics do not look at this way they look at at three separate circles about and these circles interact with each other but i don't want to talk about that because it is better to talk about the ecological economics rather than anything else i think the journal has been able to give a lot of space to the young researchers who otherwise may not be able to get a chance in international journals of ecological economics i must also tell you that uh, uh, it will take a long time maybe for ecological matters like subjects like ecological economics to be mainstream 
unfortunately in india even environmental economics is not taught even to this day in many economics departments uh, fortunately i taught at edisas where environmental economics natural resource economics and the course that i used to teach called environment and economic development they were core courses precisely because of the nature of the institutions that is tedi school of advanced studies at my university at this moment uh, jamia millia islamic economics department there is a compulsory course on environmental economics taught to the students of the second semester i'm pretty happy that uh, that uh, my department also has a course subject of environmental economics i'm sure soon i will be able to offer a new course on ecological economics as well as environment and economic that's great so moving on to a similar topic is the project started by opiatus collaborative which aims to stock of public expenditure on nature conservation maybe we can talk about how the project started what are the goals why is it necessary so it came as a it came as a more of a chance conversation that i had uh, with uh, uh, one with a with a a famous economist so i was expressing my concerns about a fall in the flow of ecosystem services uh, uh, because economic system depends on such flows like it could be timber it could be it could be uh, sand uh, and so on and so forth so what he said is that why are why, why should i be bothered because after all government of india is spending so much of money on afforestation on restoration and so on and so forth yes i reflected on it and thought that yes i have heard this from many many places and in fact newspaper reports often comes out with 40000 crores given to namani gange or narmada something huh? cleaning up narmada in fact i i stay in delhi so i know how much money has been spent thousands and thousands of crores have been spent on cleaning up yamuna and simply on the forest so i thought that why don't i why don't i uh, why don't i uh, uh, approach some interested students who might be inter- who might be willing to know that how much money have been came out or has been spent from state and national exchequer that is the the state government and the central government from the taxpayers money so it's not like united nations money channelized to government i am more bothered about if taxpayers money have been used for afforestation for restoration for cleaning up for reconstruction and so on and so forth taxpayers has the right to know where the money has gone so taxpayer should ask this question where is my forest so our approach has been rather than looking at the allocation of money the approach has been to look at the expenditure from the annual financial statement and using audited statement and also the budget documents to find out that how much money has been spent by the state and the central government spent not allocated at repeat that and has been audited also so what we have done is to find out so about 27 students interns have been engaged in this process and we have selected them by one of the criteria for selection has been knowledge of the state languages so so somebody knowing konkani somebody knowing uh, hindi uh, somebody knowing punjabi somebody knowing malayalam and so on and so forth so we we wanted to have interns know, having knowledge of those re- indian languages precisely because at times the budget documents especially state government documents contain information in the indian languages just not english english may not be there <coughs> so we are we are almost complete so in a in a next 10 days time we will be able to collate this information and our objective is to just to list out the schemes 
which is supposed to be uh, supposed to be contributing towards improving nature or stopping the stopping the degradation of nature and so on and so forth to find out how much money has been spent over the last 20 years and then what we are going to do is that we will state wise we will look at 2000 some biodiversity indicators and 2020 some biodiversity indicators and with visual maps so that which is searchable maps we will be able to showcase simply just state by state this information this was the biodiversity in 2000 this was the biodiversity in 2020 in between this much of money has been spent you find yourself i'll find out yourself that whether it makes sense or not so we expect that some public or some momentum will be generated within the public and they might be i would happy i would be very happy to see if even younger students school students ask the government where is my forest where is the my than having schools or health or medical or medical hospitals you spend the money towards afforestation but where is my forest that is the idea so we hope to we hope to see that uh, some public some the, so this matter gets some momentum in the public discourse and that is our aim to to kind of uh, move from the bottom to to ask this question because i have a feeling that there is no dearth of money so far as nature conservation is concerned huge amount of money is being spent huge but the result is that uh, we are not been able to see the results so there must be some problem somewhere it is important to find out rather than asking for more money it is better to utilize the money already allocated i think that i'll stop there yeah that's a very good point and that was my last question thank you sir for it okay